Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 261 for November 11th, 2020. As always, Reclaimed Audio is brought to you by Klingspore's Woodworking Shop, www.woodworkingshop.com. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, and Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What? Are we working on Guitar Hour with Tim Sway? What do you got? Uh, welcome to the Guitar Hour. I'm your host, Tim Sway. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm working on guitars. I, I also wanted to mention... Uh, what I want to mention? Yeah, so I'm working on a couple guitars, of course. Um, remember that uh, the video we were talking about at the end of last week's episode where I played that six-string bass? Do I ever? Um, Boy, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I put that song up on my website for a download. Um, so you can, like, I put two songs up. The other one I put up, because people are always asking me all the time for... Um, for free? No, no, I put it up for 99 cents. I want to, but not on iTunes, so it's like, they don't get any... Cut. Can I use it for a video? Uh, yeah, I think you could. Because uh, it's, I don't think it would get flagged, because I didn't register with iTunes or with Google or anything. So yeah. yeah no, I mean, but would you get mad at me? No, I don't, I don't care. But um, okay, but people kept asking me to put up this this song that I did, the punk rock guitar song I wrote like like a year. Well, I wrote it a long time ago, but I re-recorded a couple years ago, and so I just did just for the heck of it. And the guy actually downloaded it, and because <laughs> I had a bunch of people, but I just I just put it up. I never advertised it, but I was gonna start doing that and putting some of those songs up there. I thought I'd mention that. And then what else did I and do? It's I, Timsway.com or no, it's, music it's at perspectives. newperspectivesmusic.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, I. St- I got two cords of firewood in for the winter, and I stacked one and a half cords, and my wife came and helped me stack the last half today, which is weird to do because I was sweating because it was 80 degrees and sunny while I was stacking firewood, you know? You're a little itty-bitty, tiny, small, dainty person of a wife. You made her go out and stack wood? My wife, who was in a... She doesn't hear you say that. My wife, who was an aerobics instructor and a physical, like, educator... Uh, said I would love to get the workout because uh, you know she hasn't been getting as many workouts with uh, with COVID and all that stuff. Her classes, a lot of her classes were she teaches classes and there's been haven't been as many. You know, she's doing. So did she school you on how to actually stack wood? She did great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are we going? But the with stacks this would only be about He's this just, high. No, just kidding, Gwen. Just kidding, Gwen. Uh, no, that 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 is true. I did the top half of the stack. <laughs> she, I can, That's uh, not uh, funny, even a little bit. Well, it's not funny. Why is that funny? Who's that funny for? Oh, it's not sorry, funny. Phil. It's not funny. No, your your isn't your little stack of wood super? <laughs> but that's why we don't, have the measure. You know what, Tim, Bill, Phil. don't you worry about my wood, okay? My wood's just fine. <laughs> Phil, this is why you have the metric system because you can have lots and lots of centimeters tall where we only have a few feet. Something like that. Um, use feet for height here. Thank you. 
Yeah, and then uh, the other thing is that we're coming up on that time of year for uh, this. It was it's kind of amazing to me. This would be my eighth annual boycott Black Friday uh, project. So I've been trying to think of an idea for that. And I got a kind of a fun idea I'm working on this. A, sort of like, I don't know, I think it'll be cool. We'll see. Um, so I'm excited to be to be working on that. And uh, hmm. it's, it's not a guitar. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, what, about, what, about a, what about a reclaim material and make one of them boing boing mouth, what mouth harp it's called? The boing uh, bow, uh, bow, bow, bow. Yeah, jaw harp. It's also, yeah. it's also called something else sometimes, which I don't really know why it got that slang. But uh, I don't want to say it. Okay. I, want, I, I, I wasn't trying to make something right weird. Yeah, I don't want your mouth boing boing anywhere near this show. <laughs> <laughs> You're still mad about the centimeters. Yeah, under, no, uh, everything's under. I promise you, my friend, I'm not, I'm not mad about my centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. They're mine. I claim it. Um, that's a, uh, for me, I guess. You know, doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I rake some leaves and then more fell. You know, typical stuff. How about you, Bill? It was s- slow All news right. week. You know, not much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right well, along. <laughs> so, um, for me, it was about, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm still dealing with health stuff. So, yeah, my back is, uh, I had an MRI for my back. Only to discover that I've got my L3-4 and my L4-5 are compressed more than they should be at my age. And this is what's blowing out my back. However, it's not enough to warrant surgery, Mm. which I'm a little disappointed in. But it is enough to warrant, and I didn't know I had this coverage, which is awesome, uh, acupuncture and chiropractic. So Mm. the spine Mm. clinic, through my insurance, said, yeah, we we can try physical therapy. I said, nope. I've, I've done that, and unless you're going to tell me it's going to fix the problem, I'm not doing that anymore. Out of an eight-hour day, I spend five hours pushing, pulling, lifting, climbing, bending. I'm active. I'm active, and I move, so I don't need mm-hmm. physical therapy. But the idea of acupuncture and uh, a chiropractor, the guy says, look, if you're if you're having this happen two to three times a year, we're, we're going to try and get it to where maybe every five years you might hurt your back. I'm like, that's good because oh, wow. – that's great because I'll be retired after a couple of more back hurts if that's the way it goes, right? Mm. So anyway, so there's there's that been going on, and so I haven't done a lot at home because I have been working. I'm trying to. It's just it's taken a lot out of me just being at work, and I come home and I have stuff to do. But I did do a little bit of yard work. Um, but here's something that I did do. I became I made myself the recipient of Ben Jacobs amazingness so if you don't know ben jacobs he's slapped stuff together his wife heidi uh she sent me a ceramic uh, box that i made a guitar out of and i sent it back to her and ben says you know bill that was very nice so i am going to hand carve with the help of one of them electric uh, but he carved a bearded dragon out of a piece of wood oh yeah i saw that yeah I saw and that. he's been posting it online it's amazing and he's going to send it to me and the, the idea is that I could do what I want with it, which I appreciate, but the idea is that it's almost like the bow of a ship, right? So I could mount it to something to where it would be like bearded dragon off the bow, maybe on the body of a cigar box guitar. I don't know. Maybe as a... Uh, nobody I, else thought that maybe you use it as a sex doll for your existing lizard? Well, I thought about that too, but we lost Ziggy a few years ago. Right. And, and Lou, is, he's, he's been pretty, he's been pretty, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um... Uh, Antsy in the pansies. Well, 
No, <laughs> no, only? he's he's faithful to Ziggy, her memory. So he's celibate, is what I'm saying. He's he's practicing celibacy. Well, I don't think he's practicing anymore. I think he's doing it full time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it could make a wonderful hood ornament for your truck. And I understand why you might not want to leave it on your truck when it's parked, but maybe you could create some sort of mechanism. A magnet. Yeah, like the bronze it. Where you put it on your truck. Well, he painted it so nice, so bronzing would be kind of a shame. But you could make a mold of it, maybe, and then make a yeah. pewter, a pewter version of it oh. to put on the. Or a magnet. A, if you made, if yeah. you made a mold of it, you could make many of them. Yeah, you can make. I well, don't want many of them. I'm just what I already you thought. You want of, one you pewter that. one on the hood of your truck. I want that one on the hood of my truck with a magnet so I can take it off when I'm not driving and it won't get exposed to the sun all the time and it won't get exposed to the weather. But when I'm driving around, I thought it would be cool because, you know, so, so let's like build. the bulldog on the one thing. What's the bulldog? Uh, Mac, Mac. Mac truck? Yeah, Mac right. truck. But you need so was, the retractable hood ornament that the Rolls Royce is Oh, on. yeah. Well, you'd push the button and it would actually, when you turn the car off, it would, yeah. Yeah, so no one steals them. That's why they do. Yeah, that. that's what I need. All right, I was thinking magnets about are for that. suckers. Plenty man. of room under the hood of that F two fifty. Yeah, come on. There actually is. However, it would cost more to make the retracting mechanism, and I don't want to just spend yeah. money willy nilly. These are hard times we're living in. So I'm, I'm yeah, thinking. You I'm, don't want willy nilly. Hmm. I don't know. I just Here, hear, here's I'm a, what I just I'm hear, saying. I'm look, a quitter. I just keep hearing I'm a quitter. What if I had a big again. magnet? Oh look, I just happen to have a big old magnet. Keep that away from your head and computer. Anyway, know, you're holding up too so, close to my computer. <laughs> I think it's huge. <laughs> so I, uh, so that's an idea. I, I seriously thought about that. If I could put like a magnet on it and make it a hood ornament, I think that would be. Do you really worth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be awesome. That would be slick. Yeah. You, you'd need like an electromagnet and then bolt steel to the bottom of that. And even then, I don't know if it would be strong enough for the hundred mile an hour winds. Well, that's a first ceramic of all, I don't, magnet you have there. That's I, not I don't. Strong. It's not ceramic. It's made out of a piece of ash wood. Um, no, I doubt the, if it's that no, heavy. The, the magnet. The, the magnet. Ceramic. It's not neodymium. Oh, How do you pronounce that? Neodymium. It's not a neo. He didn't have a neodymium. Phil, think, yeah. think about this here. Let me just tell you about one thing. And this one thing, you're from Canada, so you may not understand. Here we go. Okay, just think about this, though, right? Mm-hmm. CB antenna. Yeah. They've been magnet mounted forever. The siren yeah. on a cop car. Think magnet. about they're like they're super thin. Yeah, think about There's the wind, no wind resistance of both of those things. Yeah. What about a, yeah. what about the light for a cop car? It's nothing but a horrible um, wind resistant thing. It's like a sail. Yeah, but it sits flush, right? So then it, it takes on the profile of the carb, and also it's a very strong magnet. The problem with the carving is that the wind can get under it, under the body yeah. of it, and lift it up and create. Lift. I think I I think well, that's if why planes have wings. More about bearded dragon carving resistance to wind and the strength of a magnet and whether or not it would work, it's me. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. You think I never put a real bearded dragon on the hood of my truck and drove around? Come on. Yeah. What do you think, I'm stupid? I only did that once and it was only for like a half a block. And, and I don't think you liked it very much. my wife was not happy at all. Yeah. And, 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 and like, he's been alone ever he since. On, honey. And I didn't put him right at the hood. And the other one's been alone yeah. ever since. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. What am I having? Phil, up? how about you, buddy? What have you been up to? I know. Tell us. I'm excited. So, um, so I I bought a whole bunch of wood to make 
a backyard we ice saw that. Hmm. So it was a group of four of us, and uh, and we bought all the wood. So we rented a sprinter van to uh, to bring all that stuff home. By home, I mean my house because I'm the only one who can cut it. So we cut it up into the strips. The boards are going to be 16 inches high. That's the sort of the kit. Uh, and so we did. We cut all the wood and we put up one set of boards first. It was for one of my buddies. Uh, so that's what I did over the weekend. At my house yesterday, I had the leaf blower out to get rid of the leaves because my trees, I guess, were late. I have two giant maple trees in my backyard, and they just decided, yeah, you know what? Today's the day. They dropped all their leaves, so it all had to go and get bagged and all that stuff. And so tomorrow morning, I'm going to take a couple hours off of work because I'm unemployed, I guess, Bill. And so, uh, <laughs> so tomorrow, I'm going to build my rink. Um, over the weekend, here's something that I want to talk about. I really used, for the first time ever in a glue-up, I used my jointer to really properly dimension uh, wood. So what I had was I had this big panel that I had glued up in the past, which was just, I think, three or four 2x8s. I guess it was four 2x8s that I just had used the table saw, cut off the, uh, the round edges, and then glued them together. And then I looked at this panel because I wanted to make a desk extension for my electronics bench, and it was like looked like a wave. Right, because it was just it had humped and all this stuff, and because it's two by fours, it was wet when I got it. It's dried ever since. Maybe um, I used it as uh, in one of my videos. I think it was called Quick and Dirty Desk or whatever. And so I made it very quickly right, right. from construction grade, and it had it's all waved up. So I looked at it and I go, okay, I could flatten this with a hand plane, and I started doing that, and I was like, okay, it's been six minutes. I'm very tired. This is a horrible idea. So instead, I ripped them down. I ripped down the panel into five and a half inch strips because six inches is the most my jointer can handle. I okay. properly jointed them, redimensioned them, and then glued them back up into a perfectly straight flat panel, which was wonderful. So, so when you say you jointed them, you're also talking about you ran them over the flat side too to flatten them. Did you run them under a planer after you did that to get your... Yeah, to get the coplanar on the other side. And then so, for the fourth side is the, uh, is the table the saw. Table saw. Yeah, so that's what I said. I had perfect, perfect piece of wood. And I was like, why have I never done this before? This is amazing. And I've had the jointer for two years, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, my God, what a fantastic tool. I don't know if people know about this, but it's a great tool. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all this time, I've so been I, using it to hold my coffee cup. I don't know what I was doing wrong. <laughs> literally, honestly, it's been gathering dust for a long time. And, 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 and you've got like, a fairly good size. That's like the, it's not a desktop. Me. It's actually, it's got its own yeah. little base on it and everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a cast iron six inch God. Delta belt driven. I passed up, I passed up one at Sears one time and it was a return, a floor model, but it was 125 bucks and uh, the cord was cut. Like oh, not completely God. severed. It was cut. Yeah. The cord was cut, still there. Yeah. It was, and it was used. It wasn't in a box or nothing. They just had it right there, signed 125 bucks. And I'm like, God, I should do. I just, just get it. I should get it. I said, you know what? Ah, come back after work. Gone. Gone. That was stupid. Of course. Oh. The guy who cut the cord came back. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, I, I love this idea of the, are you done with the whole flattening your boards? Well, I was going to say that I then made it into a panel, stained it black, and put on three coats of finish on it, and I'm going to make it the L part of a desk build that I'm doing. Because, and this was going to be my segue, but it, what do you want to say? No, I'm curious about the, the whole ice ring thing. This is foreign to me. So is this just <laughs> going to be a frame that you put water in that will freeze because you live in Canada? Because ice rinks are electric, right? I mean, you... Not outdoors. So yes, indoors, it's basically yeah. a refrigeration unit that keeps the rink okay. cold. 
but outdoors what happens you build the frame that you saw in that picture which is just a series of like l frames and then two by fours on top it's it's Um, like a planter box for ice Kinda. Yeah. So now yeah. the next step is when it gets colder is I put out the liner. So it'll be like in like a wading pool, like a outdoor pool kind of thing. And okay. then I lay out the, the, the I lay out the liner, I staple it to the two by four, then I put in my plywood so that it so that you have boards. So it's flat. Right? Yeah. So that's flat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so I yeah, put yeah. it up against the okay. And then when it gets even even colder, you do like an inch of water, that freezes, and then you could put like another couple of inches that freezes until you get about six inches of ice okay okay so it's a yeah. it's a manual type thing and that's kind of what i thought it was but i was like i don't want to be an idiot or did you buy a kit that you, like an electric blanket you just throw that in there and you know what i mean something oh my god that would be crazy that would be super expensive already yeah. honestly between the kit was so just the wood was 100 bucks and the right? wood was 300 and i'm oh, not really? talking about good wood i'm oh, talking the plywood about, right because would you buy eighth inch plywood, plywood to bend the you doing a you doing an oval or is it like corners? No, it's three-eighths. It's okay. three-eighths. There's sharp corners. What I yeah. may do is I may just uh, get some strips so that it's more of like a hexagon. Not yeah, a hexagon, yeah, I guess yeah. an octagon. Just so that if I bang the puck around, it'll bang. It'll go No, around. but you could even, you could get a piece of eighth inch and soak it with water and just, just make little, little That's dog corners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yep. right on top of the squares and you'll just have that little lip there where that eighth inch hits the yeah. three-eighths. But, but that, That's that'll true. just On be the a, corner, you just bend a little, yeah. just around the corner. Yeah, and then staple your liner. Coroplast. Yeah, probably. Anything that you can put the liner is going to be in front of it, right? Yeah, because you're you're talking about it's only going to be a foot long, just just to soften that corner. It's not going to be like a giant kerf, you know. Well, you can even make it three or four feet long. I mean, seriously, because if if, you don't want to lose that much ice, you know. I have twenty by forty feet on this ice surface, but you don't want to be you don't want that corner to be too deep because then you'll you'll lose too much of the corner. If it's four foot right, long. Right, but if you, you want to be able to hit a hockey puck on it and have it travel spin around, around. Right? Yeah. Pretty much. You would yeah. you call it a dump and chase kind of thing. Where you oh, now it, you got it. You got it. Right. This, this needs to be a, at least an a online uh, you know, thing as you do it. We want to see. I want to see. Yeah. So I, I mean, had a smart aleck friend of mine who said, hey, man, are you going uh, to document it? Are you going to do like a time lapse? I was like, yeah, that. I've got four ice rinks to build. No, man. I'm just going to bang them out. Thanks. Feel free to offer your help, though. You know what though, I'm Phil? I'm on my way. Phil, do your three eighths. I know it's going to cost you another hundred bucks, but I think it's going to be worth it. Do your three eighths, and then do yeah. do like your coroplast, and do your corners, and then do just yeah. flat sheets of coroplast on top of the three eighths to even out, so there won't be a lip. Just on top of all the three eighths, just go all the way around oh, with it, and now it'll be a perfectly even, smooth surface all the way around. You can play real hockey on it. I was going to be. I was going to play real hockey anyway. Uh, that's interesting. And you can sell advertising space on it. <laughs> it's a funny thing, though. So I had a company send me some lighting, like, years ago, thinking that we'd be able to do something together because it was going to be good for, like, video production for YouTube. It wasn't. It was way too strong. I put a couple of diffusers on it, and the light just isn't good for video production, but they're incredible. On the back of it, it's stadium lighting, and mm-hmm. I have used them outside for um, street hockey games to light the entire street with this one light. I'm going to mount it to the side of my house, take the diffusers off, and it, it's going to be like daylight back there. It's going to be incredible. Awesome. Don't forget, yeah. we lose were the sun guys, at like 4.30. Guys, yeah. Were you guys telling me about the advertising using your car for advertising? Or somebody here in the Bay Area told me that. 
they do that in a lot of places, but it wasn't. Yeah, us. I think it was Taz. Taz was telling me because I keep seeing these cars with like, and I, it just wrapped. without even paying attention, I'm like they must wrapped. be real estate agents. And then I'm looking, it's like for these different things. And Taz is like, no man, you can make like three, four, five hundred bucks a month to put these magnets on the side of your car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the magnets. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Some people like they will wrap your car. I mean, you know what a wrap is, right? It's like a vinyl. Yeah, wrap. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, yeah. they even do it on the windows where they perforate it so you could see out, but from the outside, it looks like a... Anyways. Mm. Because we're just all over the place here, speaking of wrap, so I work at the airport. The news helicopters are there. One of the helicopters is there for uh, lease or whatever. So guess who wrapped it? I'll tell you. Think T-Mobile. Think of the hot girl on the motorcycle. They wrapped the helicopter in pink and white, and then she came out on the airport, rode up on the motor. They filmed it, and then rode up on the 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 motorcycle, jumped on the helicopter. That was done at my airport. If you've seen that commercial, I have not. I lost everything about think about the hot girl on the motorcycle. Have you seen the T-Mobile commercials back in the, a few years ago? It was with a, a brunette girl. I think she's Canadian, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, most I of really them are. do. I think she was a Canadian model, an actress. Uh, but anyway. Hello, that, Google. That was a wrap. And I was surprised because one day I, I got to work in the morning and here's the helicopter I always see. It had it was mostly black with some silver decal or work on it. And then I come back after lunch and this thing is pink and white. And I'm like, what? And then it was a wrap. And that's when I learned about wraps. So anyway, go ahead. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Ooh, hey now. Good story. Uh, Carly Folks. That's her name. Is she Canadian? Doesn't say, but I'll do more investigation later. Uh, <laughs> so what I was saying earlier was that I make this desk for my electronics bench. And so that's an interesting segue into the topic for this week, which is intersections. And and for me, uh, that means like when my hobbies sort of meet up. Like I Wait, love you mean the, like the Rush album, like my favorite Rush album? <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> You know, for a dollar a month, people, you can find out what Tim is doing right now. That was evil, what you just did, by the way. Rush is one of my favorite all-time bands. Oh, really? And Tim and Tim hates them. No. Nope. And so he's doing this to me. <laughs> that was not cool, man. Nope, no, I don't hate them. Yeah, right. Um, intersections. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, intersections. Getty. Go ahead, Getty. I mean, Neil. Why? Because he, he's what? Jewish? Nice guy. Is he? Nice guy, I, don't, I didn't know that. I just... Jerry, yeah. It's Canadian. Wait, survivors. you didn't know Geddy Lee was Jewish? Really? You no, I didn't. Lee was His parents are really Holocaust survivors? Both of them were Holocaust survivors. No kidding. Wow. I didn't bring that up to weaponize it. I just It's just a fact. Oh, it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting. And yeah. it's an intersection to this interest. Um, what I was saying was that I love it when my hobbies intersect. So I'm making a desk extension for my electronics bench so that I could put my Commodore 64 on top of it. <laughs> and... I got a delivery from Banggood today, which is my, like one of my favorite websites, and it's like a, a handy dandy little oscilloscope. It's a single channel oscilloscope, and so it lets you basically test signals on the board to see which chips are good and which are bad, which is like basically part of the Commodore uh, hobby is basically repairing them because they're constantly failing. So you always have to figure out which chips are bad and, and I guess replace them, or if traces are burned, you jump them. So you kind of sort of need this tool. So normally an oscilloscope would be four or five hundred bucks. This is like forty dollars on Banggood. If it's no good, I'll pick up a used one on Craigslist or whatever for eighty to ninety dollars. But anyways, all to say, um, I wanted to know from you guys if it's happened to you where any of your hobbies or interests or business with hobbies have intersected in fun, cool ways. 
Ready, set, go. No. Okay, cool. So, I, uh, I guess that's a wrap. So, here, here's, so what, what I thought about, seriously, when you brought up the topic of intersections, part of what we do as reclaimers, in a way, is kind of like an intersection, right? Because you, mm. you're working on something, at least for me, and this is the example I thought of. I'm working on something. I've got what I think I need. It's like, oh, man, I need some more of this, or I want some more of that. So you, you go find something else. You go on the hunt. You do your thing. And it's this weird intersection of, of how things come back, right? So I need wood, so I find an old coffee table or a, a dining table top to finish up this project that I'm working on. So here's the thing that started life as a tree. It ended up being a piece of furniture. Now it's going to be uh, or, or a different piece of furniture. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? So the interse- how, yeah. how the materials intersect back, they come back around, so to speak. I like what you're saying. I also feel like, the two hobbies that intersect there are woodworking and like dumpster diving. You know what I mean? Like people actually <laughs> and dumpster diving dumpster is a diving. hobby. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and like people derive a lot of joy from like, oh man, look at this score. And I definitely do that. I'll see on the side of the road. I'm like, oh my god, it's an end table, and like, look at all the wood on it. It looks like it's solid wood. Get in my car now and let me run yeah. away with it. And like, if I was, I don't know, one of these guys who refurbishes furniture and flips it, like. That would be those two things intersecting, selling things and refurbishing them. But for me, it's taking apart that score and turning it into something else. So that's definitely two hobbies that intersect. You know, instead of hobbies, for me, I think more of it is is, is when the materials intersect. When I'm when I'm when I'm combining two different mediums uh, to make something, the, the intersection between the metal and the wood, or the mm. the paint on the paper mache. If you're doing, you know what I'm saying? It's just Having those two things intersect, maybe that's more of an artsy thing, I guess, than it would be a, a maker well, thing. Well, it's a mix, mixed medium, right? So mixed yeah. medium has become very popular in the last, I would say, five years. You know, traditionally you think a, t- a wood table is a wood table, right? But now you have a lot of things like we're even using brass as pins, um, you know, uh, like almost like faux drawbore kind of stuff. And just seeing walnut and brass mixed together, obviously it's not a new thing, but... I find recently in the last five years or so, mixed mediums have become uh, well, epoxy, more popular right? in the mainstream. How much we're using epoxy? Yeah, mm. for sure, a hundred percent. So that's and then embedding wood or other things like uh, what's that green stone that they crush up and put in there? Uh, mal- uh, malachite. Malamite. Malachite. Mal- malachite. Malachite. Yeah. Um, well, so Phil, anyways, you, yeah. Can you, can you think of anybody that we, you and I know that might have a hobby? That intersects with making. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just you and I are the only ones that can have this conversation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Should we take this offline? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's every, honestly, that's the entire maker community. It's the reason why we don't call ourselves woodworkers, right? Mm. Right. It's because, right. because we do so much other stuff, and woodworking is a component of that. Yeah. Tim, there, thoughts? Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, if, if you're, like, identified as, like, a cabinet maker, right? Like, in the 80s and the 90s, you're making cabinets and you're a cabinet maker. Like, that that guy still exists, I guess, but they don't just make cabinets. You know what I mean? They, there's always going to be other things, and there's always going to be other materials and mediums getting mixed in. So, that's, the you know, the term maker does just make much more sense than, you know, than anything else. Cause, like, now it does, I think, because yeah. there's so much more access to information and learning about how to do those other things. Yeah. And, you're not uh, going to do a whole other apprenticeship to learn how to weld, but you could watch... 25 YouTube videos yeah. and have a really good start. Yeah. Well, even even if being a maker is not what you want to call yourself, if you are a woodworker or a welder, mm-hmm. the maker community is where you can be. 
Well, exactly. Are, I'm, I'm part of the maker community. I'm a welder, but I'm a ma- I'm in the maker community. You know what I mean? It's it's exactly it's that sense of community is like that where there might only mm. be a couple dozen cabinet makers. You know, now there's you know thousands and thousands of people that are, okay, this guy's making tables, this guy's welding, you know, steel frames together. But we're all like this community that's, that we're all intersecting in our passion for working with our hands and it's turning raw materials about intersections, into, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of what the maker community is. So we go in and we you know we meet people that just they're they're doing basically the same thing but with different materials or different end results and it's super interesting and fascinating and you know to connect and learn you know from everybody um so So what yeah to that effect i was just gonna say uh so when i talk about things that i think are super nerdy and that like "Ah, i'm the only one who's ever going to care about this how many people could possibly be woodworkers who are also into commodore 64s like computers that came out in 1983 or whatever there's four of you i counted them yeah, so I'll get messages on Facebook from people. Specifically, Jody Trinka sends me a uh, a boxed, mint, perfect Commodore 64 from 1983 that he picked up that now was sitting in his garage or whatever, and now he's inspired to come and play with it also. Mm. So I love that. I absolutely love that. And there hasn't been anything that I haven't put to the group and had people come back and go, yeah, we don't do that here. I've had right. programming questions, HVAC questions, molding questions. Like, there is nobody who who isn't part of this, who, who doesn't touch on something that we're all interested in. Right. Yeah. It's it's 100%. I had a similarly a, a vintage microphone of mine that's not working right, and I just put up a picture of the Transformer. I was like, I could research this, or I could just put a picture up in the group and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I forget who it was right now. I'm sorry. I forget your name, but did, did so much research, you know, just like coming back, you know, with like all these, di- like found all this stuff that I couldn't find in my 30 seconds of researching because they're just, they're into it. They're like, oh, this is cool. I don't know anything about it. I want to, you know, and there's that, that mm-hmm. sort of, and I've, I've done that for people before too, where they've asked me questions about things where I've been like, wow, I really want to know what that is. And, uh, and I've, I've gone down a few rabbit holes on my own, but I think that that's typical in our, of people that do the type of work that we do and, and live our lives is that we're all, what is the term? Like a polymath. You're all like, you know, you want to know a little bit about everything. Like I think a lot of yeah. those kind of people. You know, you know what's funny is we think we think of yeah. we think of the, the the resourceful people out there. You think of the Jimmys and the and the Bob Claggetts and the and the and my best friend Mark Spagnolo. Mm. However, I th- I can think of three right. people that if you ever need to know anything, I I'm almost positive that between these three people who are not big social media presences, like they don't have big channels and like that. If you, if Andy Berkey, Gib Clark or Joel don't know about it, it probably doesn't exist. (laughs) Right, right, right. I have used those three guys as resources on more questions than I could Everybody has. Yeah. Everybody Gib, has. Gib has been my phone a friend on every HVAC question I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anything electrical. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh my God. Like I was like, Hey man, do you have time for a Facebook chat? video caller yeah all right i'm sure he's not sitting there waiting for my phone call but he's like yeah all right and then we sat for half an hour and he helped me go through something he's awesome best guy <laughs> just, ever just picture the seinfeld with uh, uh lorene's boyfriend the guy with the deep voice and like she would just call him he'd just be sitting in his apartment just sitting there staring blank it's 30 oh, seconds then the hello? phone rings hello what are you doing nothing <laughs> 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 like literally <laughs> putty <laughs> Um, so hey. I, I can I can think of a project that I've done not too long ago that's an intersection of kind of a hobby or something that I needed that I normally wouldn't have ever built, but it, but it intersected. So I got the bearded dragons and I wanted to make a big old condo for them. Right? It's not something I would have just done, but here was a need that I had, 
uh, I'm looking at $500 for a janky one that you can buy at the pet store. And I decided, well, I'll, I'll use the materials that I have, the, 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 the you know, all the, the upcycled materials that I've got lying around. So this need for something intersected with my skill set. And boom, I got a, at that time, I used an old record cabinet. I built the top part out of some found plexiglass and plywood and everything. But I got this three-level condo for a couple of bearded dragons. Is that more along the lines of what you're talking about? For, that's that's exactly 100%. what we're talking about. You got you're, these animals like, that, that are... could not have been closer. Yeah, the animals that are a hobby, you know, like they're a passion uh, in yeah. that building. And you're combining that all. That's like, well, we, we adopted that guinea pig and we have two of them now. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, I'm looking at the cage. I'm like... I could do something better than this, and I'm, I, saw, <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I'm still like tempted to, but um. But you have made tanks for them to play with, and oh, yeah. I, for one, appreciate that on a regular basis. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing right now is like, because because uh, if you don't know anything about guinea pigs, they like to hide because they're just terrified little animals all the time, and <laughs> and so when I would take them out and I put them in the hallway to run around and get some exercise, and also when I clean their their you know their habitat and. Uh, I had made the, these little cardboard boxes. It was like a little ramp that the they and they would go. I thought they'd climb over, but of course they hid under it. And the one would just start walking around, hiding under this box, and it reminded me of a tank. So I made those. I cut out these laser uh, carvings of a tanks with like the laser engraving on the cardboard, and just hot glued them together. And they're all broken, and chewed up now. But these two guinea pigs just love these tanks. It's just the funniest thing. <laughs> they and they right. run around. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. That's um, my Instagram stories. Every every three days, you'll see a tank story in my Instagram feed. Just about how often I clean their space. So, so what about, like, if you had a hobby, I don't know, playing guitar, and you were a maker, is there anything you could do with that? That's not a believable thing. Pick something else. My, <laughs> my, uh, I, I think my definition of, like, this intersection thing, my whole life has been intersections, right? Because basically... Uh, it's been trying to take something that I want to do and figure out a way to monetize it to the point where I don't have to do the things that I don't want to do. So it's like my whole intersection is is career coming in from one direction and, and artistic interest coming from the other direction. And they cross they've crossed in several different locations over the years, but it, like it all eventually comes together to be you know music making, you know and making I it like a career. That. So it's like yeah, it's like I like that. Yeah, inter intersecting, you know, and some people like when I was younger, I was told because I was a musician, right? And I was like, I want to be a musician. Everybody's like, oh, that's that's great, but you have to have something to fall back on, blah blah blah. And then I had, <laughs> then I had people convince convince me at one point in time. The the saying was that your your career should be your second favorite hobby, so you have something to look forward to after work, um, which you know sounds good, right? But then it's like, well, what? Why can't I look forward to going to work? You know, like, I mean, I guess if it's your second, I look forward to going to work. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you're both unemployed. So, right. But, you know, but then there was a way of like, yeah, when you start working for yourself, it just becomes different to where it's like, there's no separation of that. Like, Oh, you know, time to punch out from the one hobby and do the other. It's just like the whole culmination of like everything intersecting together to where like, do I want to be, you know, doing all the banking stuff and the online stuff? No, I don't really want to do all that. I don't want to do the web design stuff. But it's all it's all these things that are um, I'm mildly interested in, even filmmaking to some level. It's like there are all these little hobbies that just – I found a way to do all these things I'm mildly interested with, with and, and they're all tributaries to that mainstream, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the Ooh, mainstream. Great analogy. Tributaries to the mainstream. Well, I was – Sounds like a Rush lyric. It, it does. <laughs> I was thinking about side roads to the highway or entrance ramps, but then yeah. it just I didn't say it right. So what about country roads? Take me home. That's right. 
<laughs> so, also, so what about the maker community okay. itself as a an intersection? And when I say that, I'm thinking like, what about like a maker fair where you've got this intersection of everything you could possibly think about making that's cool, whether it be a table or a drone, right? Yeah. And everything in between. And here's a place that's a gathering and a display and a sharing of all these skills and knowledge and products and wares and everything and all these people getting together to where this guy who says he's a maker and he makes robots is not a maker like I'm a maker who makes shoeboxes, right? I mean, yeah. that intersection where we can actually get together and exchange ideas and enjoy each other's stuff that you make. I mean, the Maker Fair is an example, but like different different woodworking shows and Workbench Con and and the yeah. little England get-together they do, those, those cute little guys over there on the other side of the pond. I like. I think instead of an intersection, that almost be like an interchange, right? Because it's like, it's like an intersection exchange. You know, like we sort of you you all get there and then you exchange information. Um, I, obviously, I haven't been to one. Not obvious, I guess, but I haven't been to one. But what I imagine it to be, based on all the social media posts and all the reading that I've done, is just like people showing up with the stuff that that drives them and that they really love doing. And everyone gets an opportunity to go and check that out, and like, because I've been to woodworking shows and I've seen like the uh, uh, the Shaper Origin and all that stuff. So you really had like CNC stuff, table saws, and like this crazy alien device that makes things in your hands, and you can't really sure how it works. So it was a lot of people like going from these different things, going, "Wow, this is amazing! Wow, this is amazing! I could see how I could bring this into my flow. I see I, that would change how I do it." change capability like with the shaper origin you could be doing like marquetry on floors hmm. you imagine like large-scale marquetry on floors that anybody could pick up and learn how to do in i don't know a weekend oh That's yeah crazy hmm. well it's i think probably well so that, that reminds me of the intersection between technology and making right it's <clears throat> for yeah. me this intersection that i haven't gotten off yeah, and yet I keep passing it by. I go up to the <laughs> next intersection. I turn around and go back and try the next exit. Right. But, it's like, don't take the roundabout. <laughs> I know. Don't take the roundabout. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like that Hold intersection back. between making and technology is CNC. I mean, mm. that's a that's a a neat example and one I'm still I'm teetering. It's not teetering. just CNC though. There are other things like the no. domino. I would also consider mm. to be an interchange of uh, or whatever. You know what I mean? No, the domino is just a fancy. Just it's just a fancy, it's a fancy router. biscuit shorter, but, right, but what about yeah, your your no. what about your apple pies and things like that? That's technology, right? So there's an the, intersection the between how you can make something and you have that little computer brain. Oh, thing. the arcade machine that I made. Yeah, for sure, that was an intersection of hobbies. Mm. Yeah, right. and I still talk to people about that. People were like, uh, "My kids are really like interested in Nintendo's. Who has an old Nintendo and a couple of games?" I was like, "An old Nintendo and a couple of games." I said, DM me right now. So I was like, mm. here's uh, a Raspberry Pi. They're like 30 or $40 right now. And here's a $10 controller that pretends to be a Nintendo that's USB. And you could play any game that was ever created yeah. ever. Plug so. it into your TV. You don't even need a screen. Like you, you built yeah. it with a screen, but you can plug it into your TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's an old computer monitor that I built so a bezel do you think these? Yeah. Do you think these technology creators, these geniuses that make that, Raspberry Pi thing. This time of year, they might launch something called the Pecan Pi. So I know that was a horrible joke, but actually, there are a b 
bunch of knockoffs and they all use that joke. So there's the banana pie and there might even be an <laughs> apple pie. I'm not sure. They, actually, they probably couldn't use it because of the word apple because they don't want to get a lawsuit. Right. Can't but be. There's no apple pie. I'll guarantee these, you that. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of knockoffs. But yeah. it's interesting, though. The raspberry pie was uh, was invented and brought out by the Raspberry Pi Foundation. It's actually a charitable organization. And this whole thing was developed as computers for education for kids in schools. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the maker community and people who are into electronics have turned it into all these incredible projects and similar oh, it's to blown uh, up. yeah it's blown up yeah. it's completely blown up I'm similar sure to the Arduino uh, yeah it might be the Arduino actually that the uh, the maker made CNC's built off of I think it's the Arduino not the Raspberry Pi yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the Arduino's the whole, better for the CNC yeah right the whole computer is like I mean it fits in the palm of your hand like the whole the whole control I got, to, uh, yeah. I got to meet the guys that do the Arduino at one of the maker fairs and uh, I tried to hug them but they weren't having it it's probably the only uh, time we I've don't really not do that been. in our country what? Yeah, it's the only time I've ever been refused a hug. It was like from Italians. That's weird. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's. They said no, thank you, in no uncertain terms. And looks. no grazie. So you you One wait, hang on. I just back up. So you're at this this event with like a hundred thousand people, and you walked up to two people that are from another country that invented something, and you said, "Hi, my name is Bill. Can I hug you?" No, that came after. First, he tried the hug. I was gonna say I didn't really ask permission, and I learned a lot. <laughs> it, that the knife probably not would have come out from uh, I think his name was Guido. Um, had I explained who I was and you know I was, it's, I it's American. I think even then the knife would have come out. Yeah. <laughs> I think even then. Oh oh oh, Bill from the Bay Area. Okay, well then bring it in, brother. Yeah. With the mohawk. Yeah. No, I remember yeah. you. No, go away, please. Yes, yeah, I'd say I don't know you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, yeah. man. Good times. Good times. The before so times. So do we intersect enough knowledge with skill and entertainment and us? Phil, are you are you are you happy? Absolutely. I just I love so. that that skills are transferable and that what we really do is we have the curiosity, the imagination and the courage to try new things. Yeah. And I think said. that's what the maker spirit is all about. Those yeah, three well things intersecting. I don't ever want to get set in my ways, you know. I always, I always want to be looking for that next intersection, like. Yeah. Yeah. I love out of everybody things. I know, Tim. I'm not sure that's going to ever be a problem for you. I hope not, because uh, you know, I mean, it, it is easy to revert to your comfort zone, um, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's tempting sometimes, sure. Like to just be like, ah, oh, I can just do this. Why do you think I am constantly trying to make you both uncomfortable all the time? You're welcome. Oh, is that is that why? Yeah, yeah you that's know, a courageous act. Yeah, I wanted to circle back to real quick to Bill talking about the intersection of um, of technology and and you know and you know, and driving around it, taking the long way home. Um, it is interesting because that was one of those places where like I didn't want to learn it. Like I I was set in my ways there, like you know, and I was being exactly I the antithesis that. of what I what I've become. Right, you know, it's like this this great big reminder to me, like don't be afraid to try new things. Because it's completely changed everything about the way I work and make to the point where, like, you know, I mentioned that my, um, when I have an idea now, what what used to happen when I had an idea was more like the hot glue gun and popsicle sticks. You know what I mean? I would go and I would grab pieces of scrap wood and cut them and stick them together and and model and prototype that way. And now the first thing I do is I grab a laptop, you know. Right. Um, Right. Which is just like, it's five years ago, like, not even four years ago, it was completely different the way I 
So everything like I approach everything in this this totally different way now. For you know, for better or for worse. And that doesn't mean that I can't still just grab popsicle sticks and hot glue gun and do it that way. I can still do that. But now I have this mm-hmm. other ability. Well, there, there's there's going to be something. I have no doubt in my mind. There's going to be something new that comes along. Some you're you're going to be the guy that goes from doing all this technology stuff and you're going to end up like Stephen Wright and you're going to go to hand tools only. You know, it's like, you know what? I just discovered this new Japanese way of doing this, you know, certain specific furniture style or something. You're going to get into that for a while and, and to try it out. I, I see you as constantly totally. doing that back and forth into whatever new thing that, that comes up that sparks your interest. I mean, most of us are like that. You're, you're a good showcase of what that's truly like. Good job. Uh, thanks. And it's, be, well, I, I'm so fortunate that I don't have a day job and, uh, and somehow I can manage to still not knock on every piece of wood around here, not have a day job and do this because what I can do is I can make that my job, you know, to like, right. yeah, night jobs are great. Yeah. yeah. Working at night's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> working at the strip, you know, dancing at a strip club at night to do it by day, but you know, whatever. <laughs> at least you get to keep your figure. Jeez. What's yeah. the complaining about? Tim comes back from the night at strip club dancing and tells Gwen, Gwen, I made $12.25. She says, Tim, who gave you a quarter? And he says, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pour some sugar on me. Uh, It's basically what my last career was like as uh, playing music all night, except for I I kept my clothes on, but it was working for quarters. (laughs) Well, now I know why you didn't make it. I've seen some of those pictures. You didn't have all your clothes on. Oh, we well we used to play. Oh, that's the, true. The one at the beach with the we green. We played on the beach a lot. Yeah, yeah. A hundred years ago, when we played on the beach, we used to do a shirtless. And my, my last year, because you know, it's a hundred degrees out and stuff, is you know, everybody's in their bathing suits. We just play like that. And by my last year, we we were wearing our shirts. <laughs> but uh, right, dad bod. Yeah. yeah, it happens overnight. <laughs> it really, really doesn't to me. But well, I guess we'll see. Well, you, you um, haven't you haven't had that night yet, Phil. That's yeah. Natural. And you know what? <laughs> when you get into your forties, at least we'll talk. But for now, you just it was, I am in my forties. When no, you turn, I stopped you turn you forty. You turn forty this year, correct? Yeah. Or next year, twenty twenty one? Yeah. I'm uh, turning forty one in May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you turned yeah, forty this be, year. Turn forty one in May. So yeah, it could happen. Yeah. It could happen anytime in the next year. It's not gonna happen. Terrific genes. Also, my DNA. Jordash. Um, Exactly. Pepe, actually. Pepe jeans. Terrific vintage <laughs> Jordache jeans. <laughs> to go along with his Commodore 84. <laughs> the big plastic comb sticking out of the back pocket. <laughs> Jordache jeans. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that was funny. Oh, okay. Bill wins this episode. You win. okay on that note uh let's see if we had any uh nope nope and and i'm not even gonna do the pity party or nothing i just if people are over it they're over it yeah we're done with that segment i guess guys forget it forget it forget it i'll give you a weekly tip how about a review uh just kidding uh i have a tip by the way if we need one hey use a jointer they're great that's my tip that's your tip just jointers. They're awesome. So I, I have a tip. Here's something that I used to do, and I've seen it done in different ways. Uh, cleaning oil. So I years ago, I would take gun cleaning oil, like a Hoppy's gun bore cleaner. It's just a, it's like a mild uh, solvent, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to ruin the finish on, on the barrel of your gun or when, when you go to clean your gun. Blue if you it. mix... Yes. 
yeah, if you mix that with motor oil, it actually is really good for like steel surfaces on your table saw and your drill press and things like that. It'll actually clean it a little bit and put a nice sheen on. You can use Marvel Mystery Oil and mix yeah. that with motor oil. Yeah. You can use um, um, uh, try something like even if you get WD forty in a can, you can mix that because that's expensive. If you get it in a, in a pourable can, you can mix that with motor oil. So use a use a cleaning solvent like a, an oiled solvent like your. Uh, Again, gun cleaning oil or, or WD-40 even. Mix that with regular oil, motor oil, and you can use it around the shop. I've done that forever. I used to keep it in little... Here's here's one little can that I found at a thrift store. It's really cool. I'm showing Tim and Phil. Oh it's a... It's yeah, a sewing uh, machine oil. Vintage sewing machine oil. Singer household wow. oil. And uh, the cap I, I comes off. Old, not and that it's old, little, but I have an old WD-40 one that I... I or 3-in-1, rather. An old 3-in-1 that's yeah, metal yeah. that I still yeah. I fill up. <laughs> So anyway, that's, that, cool. that's just a good tip. You can cut that expensive stuff with some regular motor oil, especially like when you're cleaning off your bandsaw and your table saw, the the the, uh, the metal part of it. And it leaves a nice little film, too. There's Any my specific tip. viscosity, or is 10W30 good? Uh, well, for you, it would be 10W30. And right. I only say that because I worry about your viscosity. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cold right. weather. It's funny. My, my wife just recently talked about my viscosity. She was also pretty concerned about it. Um, you know what? I'm going to look into that. How much wine were you drinking? Uh, it was probably about three or four sheets. <laughs> 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 it was one of those nights where you get to bed, you're like, I should drink like three or four bottles of water right now because I don't want to wake up uh, in a haze. Yeah. Yeah. But aren't you impressed uh, that I knew about viscosity and wine and the correlation? Huh? There is actually no correlation, but... I think it was still funny. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. When you drink wine, when you do the swirl and you're looking at the wine, you're looking for the viscosity Uh, of the wine. It seeps down the... Yeah, you're looking for the sugar. Yeah. And the thicker it is, I guess, the more sugar it is. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, you know what? You're 100% right. I missed missed the connection. Again? Yeah. Legs. We call that legs. That's a lot of being agreed with and correct in one day. It's going to... It's gonna throw the balance of okay, power off, I think. I gotta tell you, let's get the hell out of here. This is this is not Wrap a good day up. for me. I'll save my yeah. tips for next week. All right, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he guys, might add get, something to get, it. Uh, it'd be useful. You get Tim's tip next week. Mm. What right, uh, what grabbed your attention? Let's go to let's go to Bill this time. Um, I'm excited about this. So, as we know, there's there's just been a lot of. Um, stuff going on in the world, right? I mean, it's just 2020, blah, 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 blah. I used to, as a younger person, like, and not for their actual music, because it was much more for the art that was the Talking Heads. Mm. Um, the band? David Byrne, man. The guy is just, he's hes out there and he's different, and I love him and his lyrics. If you look at the lyrics of their songs, it's almost like prose that's nonsensical. It's just a beautiful amazing trip the guy is just awesome i love the way he used to just kind of stand there like he's dancing but i'm not dancing and when you watch the videos the talking heads david Mm. byrne just came out with something and it's on hbo i believe it's called american utopia and it's him and it's about 15 other people and it's like a concert show but it's choreographed and all the instruments are live but they're wireless so they're walking around, and everybody's wearing a gray suit, and they got no shoes on. And this is one of the most amazing 
hour and a half hmm. that I've spent huh. in a long time. And they play some, and it's it's music. I mean, there's, but he gets a little narrative to it, you know. And he's, it's it's this performance art show on stage, but it's simplistic amazingness blows you away. And all the instruments, like I said, they're they're wireless, so everybody with the percussions are walking around with their drums and the different types of instruments and the guitarist and the bass player and there's horns and keyboards and just everything. What's it called again and how do I watch it? It's called American Utopia and I believe it's HBO. Okay, Hibbo. Yeah, okay. Okay, but it might be on other platforms. I don't know. But it's just, if you if you like Talking Heads or David Burns at all, just for the sheer music aspect of it the the artistry of the music uh and the weirdness and the just the guys just oh my gosh he's okay he's all right yeah i Mm. i I, I, again i just sometimes weird things catch my attention and and i mean i just i'm blown away i was crying there were tears in my eyes there was i was giddy i was just it was just oh so anyway check out american utopia david byrne lead singer guy dude oh and the other thing He's 68 years old, and he's running around with all these young people that are in his band. Yeah. And it's an hour and a half of nonstop singing, dancing, expression, everything. So, yeah, he's a wicked interesting dude. Can I can yeah. I tell can I tell my quick Talking Heads story from my, back in the of day? Of course when you I was, can. It's it's not David Byrne. It's uh, Tina Weymouth is the bass player from Talking Heads, and she's okay. like just you know incredibly talented and interesting bassist, and uh, you know an inspiration to me and whatnot. And there was an opportunity, it was like 15 years, longer, 18 years ago, I don't know what it was. Uh, and I'm playing a gig, She, I guess she lives in Connecticut. I'm, I'm playing a gig at this club, and they, her and her husband were there, he's a musician also, um, were there, and I was playing with this band, and I was playing my double bass, because um, that's what I, you know, played, we were playing rock music on it, which is interesting. So she's she's just a little thing, she's all the way at the back of this room, and it's pretty crowded, I don't remember what, what all the details why I was playing in the room with Tina Weymouth. I don't know why, but uh, but it was like some kind of event. It was like an after, I don't know. But so we played Burning Down the House um, because it was like the only talking head song we know. And so we play the song, you know, dum 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 You know, it's just like like every other cover band covering that song, whatever. But then when we would go into that, the, there was this B section and I, and I took her bass line but I was playing on a double bass, and I used to do it through a wah-wah pedal, and I just kind of had this, like, very stylized version of it. It was, like, the way I interpreted it, you know what I mean? And I remember when we hit the, that section of the song, I saw her at the back of the room jump viscerally, like, to her feet and stand up on the chair that she was, like, it was like a bench along the back wall. Right, Because she, right. she had this little weird hat on and stuff. She, like, stood up, like, this, like, visceral reaction, and... To this day, I don't know if it was a good visceral reaction or a bad one. <laughs> but it was just—I so, bet it was. I bet it was her just being blown away by. She was just yeah. like, "What the?" She was just like, "What the heck are, is happening?" Like she, you know, like a bass player. She's like, "What is happening?" She had to stand up to see what was happening because the sound was so. Right. But I don't know if she liked it or not. I never got to talk to her, but, but it was just cool to, that I had to have given her, even if it was a negative reaction. That like it's an awesome feeling to know that that I I spoke that, you know. I would yeah. I would challenge anybody speaking of that song. You think you know burning down the house? Look up the lyrics and actually read the lyrics, and you're just going to be blown away. I mean, it's just mm. David Burns is a, a lyrical oh. genius. He's yeah, a he's poet. Awesome. He's an absolute yeah. artist. Isn't that song from Revenge of the Nerds when they literally burn down the frat house? I don't remember. I think yeah, the, no, I think it was in the movie, but it wasn't written for the movie. I mean, it was no, no, no. no of course yeah. not. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That. Yeah. No, that was uh, like, yeah. 
Right, because that's a literal interpretation, and clearly it means more than that. Exactly. Um, let's see here. Uh, what grabbed my attention this week is I'm still on the uh, uh, Commodore 64 vintage electronics thing, so Adrian's Digital Basement is the channel I've been watching like crazy, and he's awesome. So super cool if you're into that also. Um, our website's williamwoods.com. Hey, I, I just talked about Tina Weymouth. Oh, I thought that was yours. No. Feel free to make that one I'm not, yours I'm so not, you can go home. My what I'm into isn't something that happened 18 years ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, but quickly, this actually happened about 50-something years ago. I realized that I had never... I, while I know the music, I've played a lot of the music, some of it means a lot to me, I'd never actually watched from beginning to end The Sound of Music. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'd never sat down and watched the whole thing. I mean, I'd seen almost every scene, but there were some that I hadn't. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I watched it with, uh, with Vance and, and my wife came in and out. She, my wife grew up watching it all the time because it was like, uh, my mother-in-law's like favorite, favorite thing ever. Um, yeah. very, very personal and, and connected to their family. I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And you know what, man, that holds up. It holds up. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's and, it's one of the most classic, amazing pieces of. But you know how like a film lot of times, ever. Well, you, you know, a lot of times when you watch that old stuff, I mean, there's there's some things like you know Hollywood cheesy things and some of the weird like oh why they put Vaseline on the lens for the scene like this is like some of that weird stuff you know, but you know you you know but a lot of times when you watch those old things there's like that scene where it's like it kind of makes the you know the racism kind of hairs on the back of your neck stand up or like the sexism kind of hairs and there's none of that in this movie. There's none of that. It's like no, it's, it's, it's just clean. incredible. Yeah, yeah. So that was Sound of Music. Watch it again. It's great. It's still great. <laughs> still great. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess the websites or whatever. WilliamLutz.com, yeah. TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. You can record a uh, note or a question or anything you like. And then email that to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. iTunes reviews. We live on them. We need them. Five stars and we will read them out. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to get access to the pre-show and help us out a little bit. So if you want some of those inside jokes that we talk about here, um, the pre-show is where we do them. So get in on it. That's all I got. Be good, guys. Have a great week. I like it. Bye, everybody. Be good.